0: Patriot's Beat is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS
1: Media Network. And our last training camp daily podcast here. But um, Brian Hines from Pat's Pulpit, as always with Alex Barth from 98.5 Sports Hub. And before we break down that last training camp practice, there was a bit of uh, some good news in the health department because Mike Unwinu, Made his first appearance in a limited fashion, as you would expect from someone who hasn't been in the football field uh, all, all year. But he was activated off the pup list today. He's been dealing with that, you know, ankle uh, rehab from ankle surgery. Wasn't there all spring. He hasn't been there all summer up until today. But some, some good news there on the offensive line, which, you know, we needed at, at this point, at this point of the summer that Big Mike is back.
0: Yeah, it's, it's big, it's big news. There's finally maybe some resources coming right. to help out this offensive line. And we didn't see a ton of him today, just individual positional drills. And I I'd say for what it was, he moved around fine. Didn't take part in any team drills, but this encourages me. Cause I, I don't think they would have activated him if there wasn't a chance he could play, even if not week one, like weeks two or three, right. He's got to miss six weeks if he's on PUP. So they plan on having him early in the season, which I definitely think is encouraging. Um uh, i now the question becomes is it going to be a right guard or right tackle my theory is that they might be setting him up to play right tackle because they're moving riley reef in a right guard he's been good there so the reason you don't kick him back out to tackle to fill in is you want to keep that continuity so we'll see what happens there but getting him back is big i'm actually more worried about cole strange for week one at this point than i am about mike on Weno.
1: yep strange was he was out there but not in pads or anything today so he's up to at least two weeks without practicing here but yeah, on Winu, it's like if they were thinking of putting him back at right guard, you think they'd be, you know, back to experimenting Reef at right tackle. But he's still been mostly inside with with, with City out there at right tackle. So we, we we're not gonna know probably until week one here. Right? This is our last practice that that we right. have full access to. So this is probably gonna be we're gonna get out there an hour and a half before that week one game and, and see where they're what they're cooking up here on the offensive line
0: well we'll get yeah we'll get injury reports we'll have kind of an idea right at least of where he's at like if he's a dnp the first week that's not a great sign i think technically based on what he did today they could list him as a dnp because he didn't do any team drills okay i think i the 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 guidelines on that are fuzzy but i do think the um I, I Just getting him back is a good sign. Again, I, I think there's a chance he plays. You and They need him. They need him because it was another rough day for City. So it's another rough day for the offensive line as a whole. Eight sacks combined for Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi between 42 dropbacks or the numbers Andrew Callahan had. Uh, they got to get this thing figured out because right now, look, we've seen a lot of promising things from the receivers. I think we saw some more of that today. Kendrick Bourne had a really good day, caught a couple of deep balls from Mac Jones, but I think at least one of those probably would have been a sack in a Maybe game two. like <laughs> Mac kind of right Mac kind of threw it later and look Bourne still ran his route that has nothing to do with it, it would have been a sack or not so give him credit for that but they got to be able to get this thing blocked
1: yep absolutely and McDermott still out right so that that's kind of the thing we're going to be waiting on here is you know they have Brown Andrews and Winu will see strange with that right tackle or right guard if it's Reef and a Winu's out but that's the thing that we're still going to wait wait and see here but yeah, it wasn't great today, right? A lot of sacks, as no. you just mentioned. But um, I thought, Mac, what'd you think of Mac? I thought there were some good throws today. You mentioned the the deep one to Bourne. He had a nice, really nice ball to uh, Fergser and Hunter Henry there late in an 11 session. But uh, I don't know. What'd you think of Mac today?
0: It was solid, solid day for him, kind of what he's been all camp. You know, I mean, there were no like massive throws, but I, I thought he was putting the ball where he needed to put it. We work, I mean, it kind of like Bill said the other day, he's working with what he's given right now. The offensive line's definitely impacting him,
1: uh,
0: as it is for Bailey Zappi, as it was for Trace McSorley back when he actually practiced. But uh, yeah, I, I thought he was fine. Fine day.
1: How long have we gone now without? Trace actually getting a throw in practice here.
0: It, it's been a while. I it, It's kind of becoming that what exactly is it that you do here meme? <laughs> and I said it going to that first that first preseason game. I think he was here just in case Malik Cunningham wasn't ready to be that third scout team quarterback. And and Malik Cunningham is at the very least ready for that. Might be ready for more. But at the very least ready for that. So, uh, yeah, I don't know why <laughs> Trace was sorely still here. Honestly, when I saw that they uh, signed Marquand McCall yesterday, and obviously that didn't work out. If people missed it, he failed his physical which explains why he got cut. Like, I was very surprised he didn't get cut, yeah. as were a lot of people in Carolina. That would be why. But uh, I thought it was going to be McSorley was going to be the one to go when they signed McCall yesterday.
1: If he clears waivers, can he go to Carolina's IR? Do you know how that works? Or They could, no.
0: they could sign him and IR him. Okay. I don't know if you can, I don't think you can sign somebody directly to IR, but yeah. they could sign him. And well, they, I think they'd have to waive them again to get them on IR. But generally those IR wave replacements, like, uh, oh, we don't have the trans. Do we have the transaction log for today? Did Trey Nixon officially get through? He I did. He, he, would.
1: He, he cleared, so he reverted back
0: oh to New England's IR. It's very rare those guys get claimed. And it's yeah. kind of an unspoken thing. Like, if you remember way back, the Patriots claimed... Tyler Gaffney from actually from the Panthers and the Panthers yep. were like not happy about it because they were trying to get him on IR. So they could if they wanted to. I guess we'll we'll have to wait and see if they do that. I'm kind of surprised the Patriots like he's a promising player. We've seen them do that. It's time. they did it with Gaffney just sign Marquan McCall. Oh, he doesn't pass the the physical IR him, and then you still have that guy next year and he's a good player. Maybe it's something where there's like a, a lingering issue with the knee, a degenerative issue with his knee, something like that where he's just not going to be healthy, and maybe that's why they failed him. But yeah, so no Mark McCall, but yeah, I, th- I thought that there was a chance that McSorley would get a spot.
1: Yeah, disappointed on on the call. We both liked him, but it, Carl Davis was limited today, so that maybe that had something to do with it. That was the first time I think he's been limited, but maybe I they... think
0: that I I think the run defense against Green Bay had something to do with it. It wasn't yeah. good. That's going to be my biggest thing to watch. In all honesty, in all honesty, going into Thursday night, Friday night, and they have a good. They're facing a good run opponent, obviously in the Titans, Derrick Henry. But they were a good run defending team last year, so I'm not willing, I'm not ready to say like, oh, they're good. They're not going to be able to stop the run all year because of three drives in the preseason. But I, I would like to see see them show me something to uh, knock down those fears a little bit and kind of knock down those worries and, and just prove last week was an off week.
1: And Malik, uh, Malik Willis will be a good test, right? That mobile, ah, that's a good point. Running yeah. quarterback, so that'll be. Uh, exciting to watch and will levis can move a little too he's, i don't say he's malik willis level but you know he he's pretty mobile he can run around back there so that'll be good to see them against kind of that mobile defense hopefully we get some Marte mapu in there right we haven't seen him all uh the preseason games but uh that that'd be enticing but back to the offense quick you mentioned big day for kendrick bourne he's just he looks awesome this year just he's open like every time, whether he gets the ball or not, it looks, and then Kayshawn booty, another really big day for him. A uh, few catches, two touchdowns, I think one to end practice from Mac. So this receivers Douglas was limited. We should say Tyquan still wasn't there, but I don't know. Booty and Bourne are just looking awesome the last few days.
0: Yeah. It's, it's going to be really interesting to see. They, they, I don't know how they knock either of those guys, these guys off the roster. They, I think they both kind of have to make the team at this point, especially if Taekwon Thorne is going to be hurt. Six wide receivers a lot, but you carry all those guys. You, you put Tyquan on IR at the start of the season, and that's how you get the third tight end back on the roster, right? That's how you end up signing Matt Sokol or Anthony Ferks or after you wave him. Or maybe that's where a guy like Sean Wade or Amir Speed makes the roster, or maybe another defensive lineman, maybe a guy like Jason Hines makes the roster in that way. I just, I, I, I really think that they need those two guys to make the team. And the other thing about it is, even if he is healthy, what exactly is Tyquan Thornton's role in this offense? What exactly is he doing? I know why he's making the team, because he's a second-round pick, and he's the fast player on the team. And and maybe he'll field stretch a little bit, but DeMario Douglas is going to give you some of that. Certainly. Uh, I Even the Kayshawn Booty, to an extent, can give you some of that. He has the straight-line speed, so I, I have no problem if they... I, I don't think they IR him before the 53. They're not going to throw Tyquan Thornton's season away, but... I arm after he gets on 53.
1: I agree with you. I think booty, if he has this explosiveness back that he kind of looks like, right? Like he could threaten some defenses and I know Devonte Parker isn't like known for it, but he kind of looks like he has an extra gear like vertically at, at times that this, this summer he's beat a few guys going along. I know we, we weren't there, but it sounded like that one against green Bay, right? It was kind of like, he just, ran past them. It wasn't one of those jump balls deep down the side. Well, that's
0: what a lot of the, the, uh, I've heard other people say like Evan Lazar has been big on this take that Parker looks more explosive this year than he has in the past.
1: Yeah. So again, that's like, if that was Taekwon's role, like this field stretcher and you have other guys like Douglas and booty and even Parker being able to do that, it just looks grim for for Taekwon from a playing time standpoint.
0: Yeah. And that's what I'm saying again, like what I understand why he's making the team. But what? What then? What? Right? Yeah, I, I, I can see where Demario Douglas is going to play. I can't necessarily see where Kayshawn Booty is going to play this year. But he's a guy you want to keep because he's going to play in the future. And I don't. Tyquan, how much guaranteed money does Tyquan Thornton have on his uh, second contract rounder. after mm-hmm. this year? He has no guaranteed money after this year. So. I, the only guys really on the books after this year, are Juju and Parker, I would keep Kayshaun Booty around. I would really try to keep Kayshaun Booty around.
1: That's another reason just to keep them both for the future. But yeah, I think Taekwon's like, if you start them on IR, it's you have a four week trial of Booty and Douglas. And if they're looked the part like they do on the practice fields, like I think Taekwon's just buried, but if maybe they, you know might need a little seasoning there then he could work his way back into that rotation yeah. but yeah I'd agree that's like kind of where it looks like it's headed here yeah yeah and you mentioned that that third third tight end spot Anthony Ferkser had one of like the best plays of the day he ran this little like out corner route really well and Mac hit him in stride uh, I think Jabil Peppers was in cover coverage yeah Will Line came over, gave him like a huge boy. So I, I don't know. It, it still looks like it's Ferkser and, and, and Sokol. I know Johnny Lumpkin had like two catches in the flat today, but um, I don't know. Are one of those guys catching your eyes more, Ferkser or Sokol there? I go back and
0: forth again. I, I think it's, what are you asking them to do, right? Yeah. Week one, I want Matt Sokol on the roster because you're going to need the extra blocker. But I do think first Ferks, Ferks, Ferkser, just <laughs> flash a little bit as a receiver. I, I still, but neither one of them shown me enough that like I'm on the top. 53. Yeah. yeah. I think there's still practice squad guys. You elevate as needed.
1: Yeah. I, I'd agree with you there. Um, Zeke, we got to talk about Zeke. He spoke to us for the first time and he keeps just, you know, upticking his usage here and a lot of goal line work today, which I thought was, was pretty noticeable. And I thought his best play of the day came on uh, a pass pro rep. Uh, it was like a play action and he came he was like faking right and then he came all the way back across the formation left picked up a defender let mac hit born uh, on like a little short shallow route but between that the goal line work like he kind of looks as as advertised here and we'll see you know that straight line or that speed in the open field how much he's got left in the tank but i think everything we're seeing from zeke so far is what we've kind of expected and that's a good thing for this running back room
0: I, I still think it's it's about how are they going to use him? Is he going to be situational? Is it going to be a, a, a drive-by-drive? But they keep working. Remember, like yesterday he worked a lot in the in the passing game. Today he worked a lot in the red zone. Seems like they're getting uh, him ready for everything, which I think is good because I would love to see them distribute the reps drive-by-drive rather than situation. They haven't done that in a long time. And look, they've had players who were really good situationally. and I understand why they did it, but it's a bit more modern of a thing now to have that more well-rounded running back. So I'd, mm-hmm. I'd like to see that.
1: Yep, that'd be a good rotation. But I know we touched on the offensive line briefly. Did anything specific kind of catch your eye there that we didn't, you know, talk about? It's kind with of rough day movie?
0: for Trent Brown today.
1: He, he got, got run yeah, over a couple of times by, 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 by Wise. Yeah, yeah. City
0: So still doesn't look good. Riley Reef had a run a lap. He had a false start on the first play of the day. Offensive line's rough. Offensive line is in rough shape right now, and they'll get Michael Winu back, and that's good. But they got a long way to go to get ready for Week One.
1: One thing I just quick note that i brought up kind of yesterday maybe as a something they might you know experiment with here was there was one rep where antonio Mafia kind of got walked back and they put they swapped Chason Hines out for him and then i think they swapped a few times that period but Jason Hines, another one of those guys who you know kind of come on the last week or two and it, it's tough with the three rookies to like try to bump one of those off the roster just because they're mid-round rookies but he's impressive and they seem like they're giving him a little more run here, but I don't know if that's going to be enough to, you know, supplant one of these rookies going forward. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Yep. But that's pretty much all I had offensively. Uh, We can go to the defense because we mentioned, you want to hear
0: from our friends first or we can hear from our friends first. Oh yeah. Let's do that.
1: Let's hear from FanDuel.
0: Because I will tell you that football 61. season is about to kick off and FanDuel's giving you a chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you, get, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. That's a good deal. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl. You'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's fanduel.com slash Boston. 21 plus and present in MA. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at fanduel.com backslash sportsbook. Hope is here. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800 327 5050 for 24 7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1 800 GAM 1234.
1: All right, let me ask you this first. Are you, oh, my dad asked me every day when, you know, after practice, how's his bet looking? Cause he's got Patriots over seven and a half wins. Where are you on that?
0: I'm over on that. I, I've seen the eight and a half number out there a little bit. That one, I'm just mm, probably, I have them at like eight or nine wins. Um, I think over seven and a half is a decent, decent number. I took UConn over five win. wins earlier today. So oh, that's UConn. my bet.
1: That's the UConn bet. Okay. Some people have Patriots at uh, six and a half. Six and a half, you that, should be fine. That's I, low.
0: I, my theory has always been, and, and say what you will about his decisions the last couple of years, I don't think all of them have been great, but I think the Cam Newton year proved this When they really had a nothing of a roster, it, Bill Belichick's worth six wins walking yep. in the door. So yep. I, I, I think six, seven, you're in good shape. It's that it, it, I, they're like eight, nine, nine, and eighteen. They'll, they'll start pushing that double digits if really all the what ifs go right. If they can figure out the offensive line and if Mac truly bounces back from last year and the, you know they really get Kendrick Bourne involved and Keon White and Christian Gonzalez and Marte are the players they are, we think they are, then you start can start talking about 10-11 wins. But I, I, I am like I've been saying I've been saying this a lot when I get asked about the Patriots record. I hate, hate, hate that they moved to seventeen games and go right to eighteen. Cause I missed the easy out of a take that was there a 500 team and and you can't say that anymore. (laughs) You know, Evan, one, Evan. I think they're pretty 500.
1: I always, yeah, I put them in that eight to 10 win range. So yeah. Seven and a half. I think it it is pretty good, but we can jump over to the defense. Um, I think kind of the story of the, the defense came late at the end there uh, with Christian Gonzalez, right? It looked like he went up and kind of came down and, hurt that left leg, ankle. He, he hopped over on his healthy foot over to the training staff uh, table, got checked out. And then he came back for the last like team huddle and, and looked like he was walking pretty fine after that. So maybe they avoided something serious. Uh, but I don't know. Did you see anything else on Gonzalez on, on that injury front? And, and are you kind of in that same boat there where they might've avoided something?
0: I thought the way he walked back over to the huddle was encouraging. Like he, I, I know some people are getting on it because Phil said he was limping. I said he wasn't limping. I'd call it walking gingerly. I would understand if Phil would call it a limp. I am not going to disagree with Phil. I think that was a different of definition. I think people saw the same thing. Um, I, like, I don't think we'll see him Friday. They'll be careful. Yeah. Uh, if they see him, if we see him Friday, that's a great, uh, great yeah. sign, but didn't look to me like mm. the way he kind of walked away from the trainers instead of the trainers walking with him. Like that, that's not a guy that they're worried about for week one.
1: Yeah, probably. If it was something they wanted to go check out, maybe maybe they would have just taken him right in. But yeah, he he did rejoin that final team huddle, and we should have mentioned it with the offense. Hunter Henry kind of had that same situation late in practice. Went like down to th- catch like a diving pass, and something something wasn't right there. And he kind of shook off the trainers, but he never came back into the play that into and to t- take any more reps. So an- another injury to kind of monitor there. So we'll see. We'll see going yeah. forward. But uh, with the bad offensive line play, there was good defensive line play. And, and we mentioned, you know, Dietrich Wise running over Trent Brown a few times, but Matt Judon was Matt Judon, right? If there were any concerns about him, which I don't know why there would be, he, w- he was awesome today. Uh, at least like three sacks pressures. Keon White, who, who missed some time or got hurt at the end of the Green Bay week. He was kind of back out there and, and full participant. He looked really good. Devon Godshaw got involved. I think Equale is pushing the pocket at some time. So that, that's that's what we expect from that unit, and they were looking apart to today.
0: Especially against this offensive line.
1: Again, that's where <laughs> I just go, and I'm like, it's
0: not, eh, the resistance level wasn't high. They weren't on the highest difficulty. So they look good, Dietrich-wise, looked very overpowering in, in particular, I thought, today, but got to see him against a real
1: unit. Yeah. It's like the Jets and Hard Knocks, right? Like that nasty defensive front just for some yeah. horrible offensive line. That's Those Pats-Jets ga- games are going to be something this year. Those are going to oh, be... Oh, yeah, baby. That old
0: school Iowa-South Iowa, uh, Iowa South Dakota State score. We're going to get some 5-2 football games, Pats-Jets. I can't wait.
1: Some sicko football. Leather the, the one last year at Gillette was bad. with Zach. Weston. Oh, that,
0: I loved that I tweeted after that game. I love this stupid sport so much. And that's going to be like my thing now. Cause I, I am sorry. If you didn't enjoy that game, you don't really get what the point of football and, and what there is to enjoy about football. I, I was sitting next to Michael Hurley. Michael Hurley wanted people jailed for that game, having the second half. And I, I could not have been happier. I loved every second out. It was. Incredible. Yeah, that
1: was, that was peak 2022 Patriots that yeah. game. So, um anything else defensively marcus jones i know you know he he seemed to have a good day i think playing mostly on the boundary again right so they keep kind of rotating those those corners john jones is still out so just kind of rotating these guys there and i thought marcus jones played well today back there
0: yeah i thought marcus jones was was one of the best players today i thought really encouraging play because if he's gonna have to play on the boundary Uh, fighting through Devontae Parker, a block from Devontae Parker to blow up a screen pass. Great sign. I still don't love the idea of him on the boundary. I don't know what their insistence is of putting these five, eight corners on the boundary. Him, Miles Bryant, like these are not boundary players. I already had to see them do this to Miles Bryant, who as I've said before, I'm not as down on him as most people. I think they play him out of position. I've already had to see them kind of screw around with him. No, let's not do it to Marcus Jones, who's a really good football player. Let's put Marcus Jones in a position where he can succeed. And 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 see what he turns into there. Use him in the slot corner. Use him as a nickel back. Use him as a dime back. I I, I just don't. I, in some matchups, you're playing Miami. You want to put him on the boundary against a guy like Jalen Waddle. Yeah, that makes sense. I could even say maybe week one if that's what they were preparing for. He's a guy that could probably cover Devontae Smith just yeah. based on the speed. I don't need to see Marcus Jones on T Higgins again. I don't need to see Marcus uh, uh, Marcus Jones on Devontae Adams again. Please, enough of that. The 5'8", five, 5'10", five, corners can't cover the 6'5", receivers. In last year, I sort of get it, didn't have anybody else. You have other options this year. You have Christian Gonzalez. You 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 have uh, Jalen Mills. You want to put him back out there. I would think one of Amir Speed or Sean Wade or even Isaiah Bolden, if he gets healthy off the practice squad, is a guy you can use on a matchup basis. Even Jonathan Jones. like I'm at the point where 5'10", Jonathan Jones, put him out there. 5'8" Miles Bryant, 5'8" Marcus Jones. I've seen enough of it. I don't need to see it anymore. It's not going to work. It's not a skill thing. They're both very talented players. Marcus Jones has even said this. At a certain point when you're 5'8" and the ride receiver 6'5" and they throw the ball up, what only so you to do you do?
1: Yeah.
0: Right, especially when that ride receiver has an insane vertical. Marcus Jones is a good vertical. So do these big receivers. So it, it, there's only so many times you can see him get moss before you have to wonder like at what point do they try something else?
1: Yeah. Last year, it was like they had to do it because they didn't have the depth. But, yeah, they, right. don't, they have the depth this year, so you shouldn't have to have to do that. Exactly. Uh, where are you kind of on, on John Jones here? Because it's been, I think, 20 days exactly, so almost three weeks. Are you? I, I know we've seen him kind of rehabbing off to the side, uh, conditioning, but are, are you nervous at all about his week one status here, or do you think he's going to be good to go for that Philly game? Sorry, who was
0: that? You cut out for a second. Uh,
1: John Jones.
0: John Jones. The report was they were optimistic. We've kind of seen him a few times. It hasn't been in a while, but I remember before the the first week of joint practices, he was kind of out there hanging out. I'm not super worried about him. I I just think if it was was more of an issue, you maybe would have seen him sign a corner or something.
1: Yeah. So you'd imagine, yeah, you think optimistic that he's out there. And Jack Jones spoke today too, and he said he hopes he he hopes he's available for for Week One. Right, uh, we'll see. He said he hadn't heard from the NFL about any sort of, of punishment or a possible suspension. So, I know his court date is like three or four days now after that Week One game, I believe, and then like two or three days before, somewhere in the middle between that Week One and Week Two game. So. Looks like he he could be out there. And then if you have John Jones and, and this Gonzalez injury, is it much? Looks like they might have their full kind of stable back there. But uh, you know, we'll kind of wait wait and see how that thing shakes out. There's there's some question marks, but you hope those starters are out there.
0: Yeah, you're just kind of waiting on that the way you're waiting on it.
1: Yeah. But um anything else defensively? I think that was
0: um yeah, I think that's pretty much it again. Kind of low tempo practice.
1: Yeah. Even though they had full pads, but kind of, yeah, kind of low tempo, but
0: that was, I think more to do some of the scout team stuff.
1: Yeah. agree. And, and yeah. we saw speaking of scout team, some Malik Malik Cunningham, at, at quarterback and did that thing really, like he mixed in a few times for, for Zappy just in specific situations. So do you think we'll, we'll see him, uh, Friday Friday night uh, the days are all jumbled but see him Friday night or is that like we don't hope so see him to maybe try to sneak him onto the practice squad at this at this point I hope we see him I want to see him
0: uh, I I don't think he's a pra- I think he's either on the roster he's not there like I or like maybe he's on the practice that's not a guy I I just I just feel like they're he's somebody you try to keep on the fifty three because for him to be worth his value only twice during the season that makes it tough so I think he's a guy that try to get on the roster outright
1: yeah and you keep seeing him do these other things right like gunner kick returner anything that and obviously still wide receiver he's playing there a lot anything to make that roster spot valuable if they do do that so looks like that might be where it's headed but before we get into like a full you know talk about more friday we got to do special teams there are some good and, and there are some bad so where, where do you want to start good or bad uh let's start with the good because i think
0: you need a you need a, a good victory lap on your boy okay uh, boominger so, there
1: the stopwatch stopwatch, stopwatch.
0: I, I, everybody in the comments uh, on the last show wanted Boominger,
1: so maybe that's what it is okay so bryce Boominger. Uh, was awesome today i think four punts four punts for each uh hit and Corliss Waitman he had two plus fives and then the other two were high four second hang times so just kind of building off that that uh Packer's preseason game he he looked really good and, and waitman i don't think was bad i think he had one like low four or sub four then a few like inside the 20 but it's just that leg with Baringer, it's just so much more powerful and impressive than what, what we've seen kind of throughout the spring and summer here.
0: Yeah. He looked good today. Whatever that, that was in green Bay, whatever happened, he seems to be past it. So that's yeah. encouraging.
1: Probably. I think I forget who said it, but someone said it might've just been that seeing that first like live rush of a different opponent. Maybe that's not yeah. in his head or something, but I could see that. It was also, he, he's still the primary holder, right? So when you're talking about that, that punter battle that's a big part of that too and he had it looked like he had a nice hold today it was kind of a low snap and he recovered to get get a field goal up and and through and we'll take that to the field goal kickers because it was a bad day from chad rylan yesterday and nick folk was up today and wasn't great for him either he he finished uh six of nine and he missed two two wide left and one kind of short to the right so Looked all in like that 35, 50 yard range. So I don't know. Is it the old saying? If you have two kickers, you have no kickers or just kind of a, a, a rough two days here from these guys. It
0: was a rough couple of days. I'll say this. They're not cutting Chad Ryland.
1: They've never yeah. cut
0: a healthy fourth
1: round pick under Bill Belichick.
0: Maybe Foxborough flues, but I doubt it. The two kicker thing's not going anywhere, people. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. And yeah, it's concerning to see them both struggle. I would have liked to see Ryland kick today. After I he wanted, missed I wanted three to yesterday to see how he bounced back, we won't see him again till the preseason game, and then and, and that's it, and then that's it to roster cuts, but uh, yeah, rough rough close to camp for both kickers.
1: Yeah, yeah, I wanted him to kick just to see how he bounced back and, and recovered yeah. from yesterday, but we'll see in the preseason. Even though they've given all the field goals to Folk, I don't know if that's just how it's worked, or they want to you know promote Folk maybe for a trade, but. We'll see how that kind of shapes out Friday night. But, yeah, the two kickers, it's not going anywhere until they cut or trade Nick Fultz. So we will find out. Was it Wednesday? Wednesday yeah. roster cut down day? Yeah, so we will find no, out. No, Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday? Okay, so we'll find out Tuesday, and we'll see if there's going to be chaos that unfolds with the two the two kicker lineup. So uh, the only other special teams thing I had was uh, Amir Speed has kind of taken that, like, jordan leg role of like just working off to the side with the special teamers so he had a good uh good houston game a preseason opener on special teams he had a few noticeable plays so as you're projecting these 53 man rosters maybe if they do keep all these specialists maybe he's someone who qualifies for that for one of those roles
0: yeah, and they they need that other big cornerback too, just like we kind of talked about. So maybe that's that's how he gets on. Just depth everywhere, depth on special teams, depth at corner.
1: Yep, one of those depth role guys. But that was pretty much all I had from practice. I don't know if you had any other last things. Little nah, like, again, things. very very uneventful practice. Yeah, and the parts we could see when there wasn't a wall of offensive line. There. Right, it's
0: so <laughs> tough when we're on that lower field because you're like behind. Where all the players are standing, so you really can't see much. Yeah. Especially, I mean, I'm five nine; I'm not see <laughs> over any of them.
1: You have to duck and weave through the little, you know, pockets of Bill Murray and whoever else is standing back there. But right, um, they do play their last preseason game Friday against Tennessee Titans. So I'll ask you first: We expecting Mac? Are we expecting some starters after they got eighteen snaps, or Mac got eighteen snaps against Green Bay? two days of work here. You, you expecting the starters to roll out there Friday night? I think a little bit, not a ton.
0: Yeah. Pretty much what we saw last week, you know, two or three drives. I, I am expecting them to play though. Yeah. Was it last year? They played like that whole first half in the third game. Oh, was You might be right. They've done things differently this year though. And they've done it. Yeah. Last year. I, I, I don't, this team's like kind of gotten banged up the last week and a half. I would rather not play them personally. I, they don't need to take any more injuries. Get them a series or two, to get on the same page, and
1: that's it. Yeah. Oops. Especially on offense. And they look... I mean, we haven't heard them say it. Was it... I think it was a few weeks ago, right, when they said, like, we're ahead of schedule, right? Yeah. So I don't know how much work, live work do they need to get out there. We'll see. I was trying to pull up their last... I mean, they've acted like a
0: team that's ahead of schedule. Yeah.
1: So their last preseason game was that disastrous Raiders game last year.
0: Oh, that's right. That was a, Um, I I wonder if they were originally supposed to play a half or if it was just so bad they had to put him out there more than they they had.
1: to. So I, I I, I I wouldn't
0: be surprised if that was a part of it.
1: I don't see the snap counts here, but Mac was like nine of 13. So, and Zappy was ten of fourteen. So it looked like some decent work in them, but yeah, that one was a disaster. I remember, but. Yeah. So any anyone else? We'll will see all these injuries. How how they? If guys like Christian Gonzalez are out there or Keon White, guys who have gotten banged up lately. But any other specific players that are are kind of on your mind that you'll be, you know, watching as they make one last kind of case for a roster spot here.
0: Yeah. So I mentioned the run defense. Uh, Malik Cunningham will be interesting to watch. Kayshawn Booty. We already t- do we touch on Kayshawn Booty? I just did uh, the sports hub podcast with Matt Dolloff too. So we, yeah, we, I mean, talked, we did uh, this. So yeah. Um, Amir speed kind of those, those fringe roster guys. Um, yeah, that's, that's who I'm going to be watching those guys that are on the bubble. And I wrote this week, I kind of defined what I think the Patriots bubble is right now. You can check that out on 985 five, the sports Uh, but yeah, just it's last chance proof with those tight ends, kind of all these guys you've talked about, are they on, are, are they not on, uh, this is a lot of these, these battles are coming right down to the wire.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you said it best there. But last thing I got, do you think they have an open roster spot? Any predictions position-wise? Do you think they'll even use that roster spot or just kind of carry that in like one of the cuts, basically?
0: No, I think, yeah, that, that becomes a cut. You carry that because you're not signing. Maybe they use it if if a team starts doing their cuts early yeah, to sign to a player they want on the roster right for for the 53 or if they make a trade or whatever they use that to roster that if they make a trade before cut downs are official they just use that that roster spot to make it official a little earlier but like i don't you're not going to see them sign somebody before the game you're not going to see them sign somebody for tennessee and i don't think you'll see them sign anybody before like monday or tuesday
1: yeah i like i like that josh has a good idea just use it on uh justin jefferson
0: yeah oh i mean i didn't even think of that That that's a great idea josh yeah go get Justin jefferson (laughs) No, like, I, at, at that point, can we go get Trent Williams? That yeah,
1: that, that'd be nice. Um, Josh also had a. think we'll see Demario Douglas. No. I mean, we haven't they, seen him. He, he's he is, he is
0: buried. I, I got a nickname for Demario Douglas, so we we got to figure out with Bryce Behringer, whether it's Boominger or a stopwatch, I think we call Demario Douglas the time capsule,
1: because he's buried. <laughs> okay. So. Do you think he's actually. Although we already
0: have the time Lord in Boston, that's, that might be too close.
1: I think it would pair well together if you have both yeah. of them, right? you think he's actually hurt here, or it's just... He might be a little nicked up,
0: but... They're hiding him. I think it's a little bit of both.
1: Yeah. Uh, that'll, that'll be interesting, but I... Oh, also, Damaro
0: I... Douglas already has a nickname. It's Pop.
1: That's true. Yeah. Maybe you could work those two together somehow. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But um, anything, last things before we, we call this here? The last um, last training camp show?
0: Oh, you know what? It is also... The last show before week zero. So Brian, give me some takes on these week zero college football matchups coming up.
1: I honestly haven't even looked at them that closely. I know rookie move there, but. All right. So me
0: and me and uh, Mike Catholic, I'm going to compare you to Mike here. We go through like some of the lines, some of the games, Uh, Notre Dame minus 21 against uh, Navy
1: give me Navy <laughs> just for fun.
0: I'm taking Navy. I'm taking Navy in that uh-huh. one. I really am. Uh, yeah. Hawaii Vanderbilt, Hawaii by 17 and a half, or sorry, Vanderbilt by 17 and a half.
1: Ooh, I'll go Hawaii. Take the I point. think Hawaii
0: might win that game outright. Vanderbilt doesn't uh-huh. even have its own own, uh, stadium right now. Uh, USC, are a the big spread minus 30 and a half against San Jose state.
1: Wait, was Vanderbilt, the stadium that just like the end zone is knocked out. Yeah. Behind the end zone. That's that's classic. Uh, What was the other one?
0: Uh, USC minus 30 and a half San Jose State.
1: I'll go USC. I'm
0: going USC. might hang for 60 on them. (laughs) And then I am take this. This line's actually moved. It was eight and a half. It's down to six. New Mexico State favorite against UMass. Sickos game of the year. We won two teams that I think won a combined one game last year. Uh, I will be locked into that on Saturday night. I'll be watching it at the Bruce Springsteen concert because I'm a ridiculous person. Uh, New Mexico State is going to blow doors against UMass. I'll say that right now.
1: Yeah, they got ESPN for that game?
0: Yeah, they did. I, Is it ESPN? I think it's ESPN something. No, it is ESPN. Uh,
1: this, this just says ESPN.
0: <laughs> all right. All right, baby. Uh, make the masses watch Sicko's football. That is Who you got?
1: That's um uh New Mexico State. That's uh, a good
0: pick. it's a very good pick.
1: One of my college stakes. It's just always bet against UMass. So you'll that's probably a good bet.
0: Well, New Mexico State is one of those teams you can always bet against too. But yeah, that, that's I think UMass pick. takes it. All right, I, I had to get a quick college football minute
1: in there. Oh, I forgot the Ireland. That's the Ireland game. Uh, is the Dame. Navy one? Yeah. Yeah, that'll be fun. So, yep, yeah, but. We'll be here to break down that UMass game at some point this, this weekend and maybe touch on the Patriots' final preseason game, too. In there. But uh, uh, until then, that'll do it for us. So go follow Alex on Twitter at RealAlexBarth and go read all his Patriots training camp coverage from today, his roster projections, all that stuff over at 985 985.esportsup.com. You can go follow me on Twitter at IamBrianHounds and go read all my training camp coverage over at patsaculfit.com. Thank you all, as always, for tuning in, and we'll see you guys sometime soon.